Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose is focused on educating, empowering, and investing in women to support them with harnessing an entrepreneurial mindset to create the change in the world for the greater good. Through this series, we connect with women from all across New Zealand to inspire, teach, and share their pearls of wisdom through storytelling and sharing. I'm Catherine Vandermeulen, the founder of Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. Welcome to Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. We are joined by Neve Buchanan, the Senior Consultant at 55.5. Hello. Hi, how are you? Very well, thank you. It's taken some time for us to get here. All of last week we had helicopters and planes and things happening all over here. So it's nice to finally connect. Yes, absolutely. But these things happen in this current environment, don't they? (laughs) And we just have to accept all the external factors sometimes that um, bring different dimensions into our life, let's call them. Exactly. So tell me, who is Neve Buchanan? Well, she is a mom to two small children, a two-year-old and a four-year-old, um, and a wife to Dion. And um, she's originally from Ireland, but she's been in New Zealand over 10 years now with a couple of stints in Australia. So a mom and a wife uh, in New Zealand. And of course, beyond that, uh, family connections back in Ireland. Lovely. And so what was your original call to adventure to joining 555? Well, I've always been in research and insights since I graduated um, university in Limerick in Ireland many years ago. Um, I've always had a passion for people, understanding people, um, understanding what makes them tick um, and uncovering opportunities. And I've always stuck with that career. Um, I first started in Dublin in a grad program many years ago with a great agency there. And then I wanted to travel. So I took a year out and um, got as far as Sydney, where I ended up working for another research agency. Um, And that just ignited that love for what I did even more. Um, But then I met my husband, who was from New Zealand even though I thought he was Australian originally, I hadn't quite gotten the accents down pat. Uh, so ended up here um, working for some um, uh, big organisations here, including Kathmandu and Meridian Energy. Um, and last year, with balancing life and children and work, I actually launched my own consultancy for a year. Um, I had kept in touch with some people um, who I had worked with back in Sydney who actually launched 555 about 10 years ago. And I'd always really admired them from a distance for the work that they did and and what they were delivering to clients in the market. And we always um, kept in touch on and off. Um, And my consultancy went really well last year and I was really enjoying it. Um, But almost it took off a little too quickly for me. (laughs) And um, I thought, okay, well, what am I going to do with this? And um, I knew that 555 had opened their Auckland office about five years ago um, and I was really excited to hear they were here in New Zealand so we chatted again and um, thankfully it was the right timing this time and I was able to come on board and join their brilliant team so um, yeah it was a very exciting um, rejoin of of that team and I'm excited to be on the journey with them as they continue to do great things now in New Zealand. So I'd love to unpack further what you mean by having a passion for people. Yes, well, I think um, a passion for people is I've I've always been quite empathetic. I think uh, wanting to understand people's backgrounds and diversity and experiences and really their why 
what drives them in life? Um, how have they become who they've become? How have their experiences shaped them? Um, what have they learned through the years? Um, uh, and I've also had an interest in a psychology, although not studied directly, around what people say they do um, and versus why they do it. And um, I also just really get a lot from from learning from people myself as well. So I really enjoy uh, learning and understanding what others are doing and how they've been inspired in life or how they've been challenged in life because both can equally drive you forward. Um, and uh, learning from those and uh, taking opportunity in life when it presents itself. So I suppose really when I say I'm passionate is I enjoy being around people and in many ways I get my energy from those sorts of interactions and discussions. Yeah. So thinking about your questioning to them is about understanding what their why is and what drives their why. Can I ask you those questions? What is your why and what drives your why? Absolutely. So um, it's an interesting one. I, I came across a philosophy a few years ago when I was trying to define that for myself as I was figuring out, you know, where do I want to go in life and, and what are the things that are important? And I actually found this Japanese philosophy called Aikagai. And um, that's about striking a balance between your passions and your talents with what the world needs um, and what someone is willing to pay you for. And sorting that sits in the center of those three things. So if you do what you love, it becomes your mission. And if it can fill a little bit of what the world needs, then you feel like you're giving back and it becomes a vocation. Um, and if you can be paid for it, it can be your profession which is handy if you're good at it. <laughs> so they all sort of interlink around getting that balance of, um, yeah, your passion and your talents and also being able to give back a little. Or another way of looking at it, um, which I discussed with a great mentor last year, was sort of your three-legged stool. It's about balancing all those things that you, you care about so that each can provide strength to the other. So, for example, your work and your career, your family, and then your own self-help um, and activities um, and joys. Um, yeah. And so I'm sure on your road to where you are now and the goals and the impact that you're having in your own world, there have been a number of trials and tribulations. Mm. Are you open to sharing some of those highs and lows and everything in between? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think there's there's always different. Um, they can come from anywhere in life, really. Um, but again, I always try and um, what I call green frame things as well. So if I'm in the middle of a trial or a tribulation or a challenge, I'll sort of acknowledge it, sit with it, see those emotions and feel them and then say, OK, well, that's enough of, of acknowledging it. Now, how can I use it for a positive power or purpose? So um, what if this is here to sort of stretch me or to push me um, or, or to present a new opportunity or indeed just help me to look at something in a new way? Um, I think... Uh, professionally wise I think moving to New Zealand in the first instance and particularly the South Island um, there there wasn't um, a lot of jobs in the research space and insight space when I first came here so again that for me was quite interesting um, and I thought okay well how can I overcome this and how can I maintain pace and passion um, for my work and so it was just um, identifying uh, the kind of companies I wanted to work for and then going for those opportunities specifically when they came up so being quite focused around that um, and as I said I was lucky enough to secure a job at Kathmandu at that time which really was just so wonderful to have experience with that company um, 
I guess a personal challenge in particular would have been the earthquakes um, that happened here and being here for for both of those was really one of one of the biggest um, challenges. I wasn't used to them at all coming from Ireland. Um, we have we don't have anything of that sort. So it was quite an experience um, for that. Um, but, you know, really just to share in the strength of Christchurch at that time and to see the people come together and to see them rally around and to feel the love from wider New Zealand um, again was just something very powerful. Um, and you become very appreciative in life as well and, and grateful for what you have um, and what you can rebuild. Um, and so I think that was another um, big life changing experience. And um, I suppose perhaps the third one would be becoming a mother. <laughs> um, all of us um, have changes in our life, but that particularly was one for me as well. Um, and figuring out how you rebalance your life after children with your career, whilst also still maintaining that passion that, that drives you forward in your work, your family and your personal life. Um, so again, there, that's trying those different roles and figuring out, OK, um, how can I best uh, fit all of these things together? So, as I said, they can positively support each other. Um, and I think I, I was talking about a friend the other day and I said, sometimes it's not knowing exactly what you want. It's actually starting at the end of the list and saying, this is what I don't need or want, or this won't serve me well. And if you keep going on that list, you'll eventually get to what does work you well. So um, just changing your perspective so that you can um, get to the point you need to get to, but maybe not always in the way you thought you would. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of process of elimination yes. without necessarily having a predetermined intention or an outcome and allowing that space and time to find its way. It's that old uh, saying around the water, finding its way around the stones it's just Absolutely. a natural mm. uh, a natural progression yeah I really so, appreciate that yeah so tell me some of the key learnings um, whether they be personal or professional or a mold of both yeah. that have really shaped you to be who you are yeah so um, I think some of them are just to be sure of your values um, uh, and to be strongly aligned on those and to always use them as your guide or compass in life. Um, and if you find them going off course, you'll probably feel out of kilter yourself. You may not always know why, but if you if you bring it back and check your values, I find that's something that always really centers me. Um, and similarly with that, then finding your people, um, people with similar values um, will, will often be your natural supporters or people who um, inspire you or people who who teach you things. Um, and so surrounding yourself again by people who challenge you and teach you in a positive way. Um, and then I think the other thing really is, you know, you talked about bravery um, uh, and courage. And I think really another of my mottos is feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, often on the other side of fear are all of your biggest accomplishments that you never knew you could do. And so really pushing beyond that, that comfort zone um, that we all tend to like to sit in. But doesn't always serve us to our best. So, um, yeah, really being brave enough to always push yourself and know that you will achieve something different or something else uh, if you're just brave enough to do so. So fears can be the biggest component to holding us back to being the best versions of ourselves or living the best life or living to our full potential. With that saying, feel the fear and do it anyway. How do you break through those barriers of fear to be able to even do it? Because I think that actually holds a lot of people back in itself. 
Yes, well, I, I often find that if you say yes first immediately and worry about it later, well, you've already committed. So that's my little trick is just to say yes as quickly as I can um, so that I don't have time to feel the fear too much and then figure out the plan afterwards. And I am a little bit of a planner. Um, so that's my trick to sort of override my own uh, concerns that I may have is uh, say yes first and then break it down into little chunks and get all the information that I need um, to to do things and map out a little plan then that I am comfortable with, but in an exercise that perhaps I'm not comfortable with. And I find that that chunking it down into smaller pieces, saying yes anyway, and being vulnerable, you know, saying if it's a challenge that involves someone else saying, I'm feeling a little bit nervous or um, gosh, I've never done this before. Have you done it? Any tips and tricks, um, et cetera. And just being open to, to being real about that. And you'll be surprised how many people will rally around and um, offer shared experiences or will have conquered or overcome something that they can um, provide insight and assistance with. So yeah, I think always just being um, authentic and um, brave and vulnerable will get you quite far. It's interesting that you say about saying yes to everything and figuring out the details later. I have particularly been focused this year and I've been, I guess, more um, precious about my time with limited time with two mm. small children um, that I find myself saying no mm. a lot more, not in, in a dogmatic way, but I feel like through a process of elimination and also being really refined and defined on my focus and my intention and my goals, that the more I say no to certain things that actually don't fit in or align to those things, mm. the more headway and flow my life tends to go in. So it's a fine balance between saying yes to break through those fears and saying no to be really focused and intent on our very precious time. Absolutely. And I think the difference I have, I say no a lot too. So I say no to general busyness. If it's just for being busy purposes or a fear of uh, missing out, then it's a no. But if it's something that I can feel in my stomach is going to push me beyond a boundary and would be provide a great opportunity, then it's that quick yes. So I can commit, but absolutely um, align with what you're saying. And so thinking about the words that you just spoke about before around bravery and courage, and obviously those being two key traits mm. uh, of entrepreneurs, how have they played a part in your experiences? Um, well, as I said, um, I think, you know, living on the other side of the world um, and traveling in the first instance, they've always been a part of my life. I've always um, taken opportunities as they've arisen, if I think that they will stretch and grow me as a person. Um, so I think it's that leaning in um, to potential experiences and being brave enough to see them through um, and also um, being brave enough to um, really follow your dreams um, and to uh, follow through your thoughts um, to get to um, where you're really happy with what you're doing. Um, and I think um, being brave enough to ask for uh, where you want to get to and being open about that and, um, you know, having the courage to really chase those dreams. Um, I think entrepreneurs in general have to have those traits because uh, a lot of time you have a lot of thoughts or ideas um, or a, a passion for new things that perhaps others can't always uh, directly understand or share your excitement about. And I think uh, entrepreneurs in general have to be quite um, uh, brave and courageous to follow those through in many instances, even when you may get a lot of pushback, etc. So it's really that entrepreneurial mindset um, with bravery and courage with everything you go through. So I'm sure that you have lots of daily rituals and routines aside from getting a two and a four year old out the door 
uh, every morning that mm. help you and support you to be the best version of yourself. Mm. What are some of those things that you just can't get through a day without doing? Yeah. So I find I have to get up early. That is my first, um, about 6am usually is when we wake. Um, my children are the alarm clocks. <laughs> um, so that's my first thing. I think it gives you a clear run of the day and you can get more prepared in the morning. Um, I also really like to try and get out for a walk um, at least four to five times a week, if not every day. Um, and I won't bring anything with me. So I don't listen to anything when I'm walking. It's just me. I don't bring my phone. And I try to just have that downtime, the reflection time the thinking time um, to do that um, and I find that actually that will be where I'll do a lot of problem solving in my day um, just having creating that space in the day um, will, will allow me to reflect on those things that are most important or that I couldn't crack earlier will often be solved by the end of the walk um, and also it's just the health aspect um, fresh air exercise um, mental time out um, it all contributes really well the other little rituals I have is sometimes if I pick up my kids and, um, you know, again, I'm, I've been pondering something or wanting to solve something, I'll go to the beach with them. And again, by completely immersing myself in their activities with them, I will have ideas that pop up and solve maybe other um, work situations or other family uh, logistical um, situations that I've been wanting to solve. So I think being present in the moment you're in um, can allow you to often loosen up your brain and mind <laughs> to solve for other things. So there's just a few of the things I tried to do. I think that piece around creating space in our minds and, you know, going for those walks without any devices or out any other you know, other people or children or other things to distract us. Um, and also, you know, that the idea around in those quiet times, actually, or when you're being really present, that those are the times that you actually solve the greatest questions in your mind. And I think a lot of people step forward and think, okay, I've just got to be busy. I've got to be doing something all the time. But actually, great, the greatest magic comes in the silence. And we just need to pause and be present for all of that magic to start to come together and I've only really been learning that since moving to New Zealand last year because I always had to be on and busy and productive and making stuff happen and you know it's incredible yeah. what state of flow your life goes in when you allow that space. Absolutely. And sometimes you have to really train yourself to do that. <laughs> so, you know, it's been over, especially since having the kids, I took away the headphones first and then I took away the phone. And um, so now it's just me, which is just lovely. But um, yeah, often we have to retrain our, our own habits and thoughts as well to allow ourselves to to take advantage of, of those sorts of times. But um, once you do them, as you said, they become so important, you wouldn't trade them off again. So um, it's a real lesson in, in allowing those uh, moments in your day so that you can be more productive. So thinking about this time and all the changes that are happening in the world, how have you used this time to create new opportunities in your world? Yeah, well, since joining 555, um, you know, obviously um, we launched here five years ago and um, uh, for, for myself as part of that role, um, you know, we really are um, seeing a great time of change um, for, for New Zealand, but across Western markets as well. Um, and, um, you know, there's a real understanding that actually being customer centric um, is a powerful way to help unlock growth for businesses here. Um, and I think it's no different in understanding people. It's really investing in understanding the needs, motivations and belief systems of of customers and consumers and and what they're going through at the moment. 
Um, and really what we're seeing here is, um, you know, trying to work with those businesses to get them to understand their customers more and not just the behavior that they're having, but the why behind that behavior um, to assist those businesses to get through this difficult time. Um, and I think really the, the other alignment that I'm really seeing um, here is about being opportunistic, having that entrepreneurial mindset and, and, and leaping quickly to close gaps for these businesses. So, yes, there's a lot of change. Um, and yes, we're not sure what the future is, but there's there's also a lot of things which indicate there's a lot of opportunity. So, again, it's always looking at the challenges which also present the opportunities. So we're seeing things like growth of online offers, that real desire to support local businesses, and particularly with New Zealand um, being locked down for such a period of time, um, and really value for money at the moment um, for consumers as well is obviously a really big focus. So um, there's all areas where, um, you know, if businesses can be responsive and agile um, in delivering to these changing consumer needs, along with really understanding their deep-rooted whys, um, you know, a lot of businesses will identify strategies that can actually drive them forward um, from this point in time. So it's a real, you know, melting pot of, of agility and growth mindset, um, both for myself um, and then also in my role and for our clients as well. So thinking about your focus and having impact in the next 12 months, where will that be? Well, um, I think it's with our 55.5 lens on it, it's continuing to work with our clients to, um, to identify and, um, and take advantage of the opportunities that are available um, over the coming months. Um, I think personally for me, it will be continuing to, to, to drive my role in that. Um, I'm also on the leadership team for the Irish Business Network in New Zealand. Um, so again, we're doing a lot of work there, um, just bringing together and connecting um, uh, business networks in New Zealand, Irish and, and other nationalities. Um, and then also um, I try and give back as well as much as I can. So um, I was on a mentorship program for the uh, Embassy of Ireland in New Zealand, um, the leadership role on the Irish Business Network. I'm the vice president of my children's um, preschool. So, you know, um, things which I'm able to fit in that I feel I can contribute skills to but which I can also learn from but are fulfilling my sense of what the world needs um, so so just being able to leave a little bit of something um, better or useful um, as I go through my daily life in a, in a work and personal um, context. So what's one thing that you are super passionate about that you would like to call on our entrepreneurial women with purpose community to take action mm. on? Oh, I just think um, continuing to, to support each other. There's just so many great entrepreneurial women out there achieving absolutely wonderful things. Um, and I think as a, a, a group of, of supportive women, we can thoroughly um, inspire, um, lean on, encourage and drive each other forward. Um, and I think it really is that sense of community around that um, and that sense of positivity um, that really anything can be achieved. And as one, we're strong, but as a collective, we're even stronger. Um, and I think just that that openness and that um, support and drive forward is something that's so powerful. I love the idea of as a collective, we are even stronger because that really is the foundation and premise of entrepreneurial women with purpose. So thank you, Nee, for sharing your world uh, and your journey to where you are today. Thank you. It was absolutely delightful. Thank you. Delma was a founding sponsor of Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose as a family-owned business picked and freshly packed in Sri Lanka 
Dilma considers New Zealand a second home since they began here in the 1980s. They have become a well-loved household name, not only for the quality of their tea, but their ethical business philosophy. Dilma's MJF Charitable Foundation is at the heart of the business with projects benefiting thousands of lives. From childhood education to women's empowerment, they have been recognized as a leading example of how business can make positive change through dignified empowerment, something that is close to the heart of entrepreneurial women with purpose. Thank you.